Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week we read Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo. I hope I pronounced that right. We saw all the all over Instagram this past month or so, ever since the show Shadow and Bones came out, about these books. And I'm sure it was on Instagram before that, but I really didn't see it until recently. I also just didn't see a lot of fantasy books until I started reading fantasy books again. Now it's like everywhere I look. I read the trilogy first, but Marissa didn't, so I guess we're just doing two different perspectives here. Well, should we do the synopsis first? So, Marissa, can you give us a synopsis? (laughs) Yeah, I'll just read what's on the back. It's short and sweet. Ketterdam is a bustling hub of international trade where anything can be had for the right price. And no one knows that better than criminal prodigy Kaz Brecker. Kaz is offered a chance at a deadly heist that could make him rich beyond his wildest dreams, but he can't pull it off alone. It wasn't what I expected. No, it wasn't what I expected at all. I had seen this book on my thrift book recommendations and Goodreads recommendations. And I don't know why. I think just the cover of it made me think it was going to be like a gothic angel demon type fantasy book. And this was gang wars. And like I texted you this, it felt like, you know, gang wars and pirate ships and prisons and, you know, just this quest that gave me very boy vibes like I mean it was fine I liked it but not what I expected at all I liked it this is my fourth book in that world I feel like I need to finish it now that I'm just committed to this Grisha world I'm, I'm full team Grisha and I I want to see them be like in a world where they're accepted so I do think I'll read the other books but you know that was not what I expected I thought because with Shadow and Bones, I liked it, but I, I texted Marissa the whole time. I, I just wanted more love in it. It was very, like, like fade to black kind of love. Like, I'm longing looks. And th- there wasn't just, like, there wasn't any... I wanted more kissing in it. <laughs> and I thought maybe this book would have been, like, oh, there's going to be more, more romance. Because I saw it on, like, all the fan art of, like, Kaz and Inej. And I was, like, super pumped about it. And there, there, wasn't, I th- there wasn't even a kiss in this book. I do like whenever Nina would say, like, oh, Kaz's heart would, like, you can tell, like, his heart changes on the way he looks at her. And, like, whenever he carried her in, like, he, like, he doesn't say it, but, like, everyone just knows. I do love that. I love that, like, trope in books. The secret, uh, admiration, I guess, like, secret love, secret admiration. I do enjoy that. Now I, like, feel like I need to read uh, Crooked Kingdom because I just, like, need to know what happens with them well actually i did read the last chapter of crick kingdom i just needed to know so now i'm i'm going to read it just not yet i need a break from like the grisha world for a minute uh, i do want to watch the show me and Marissa are going to watch the show when she's back in new york i'm curious to how the show is because i know the six of crows characters are in the show but i don't know how because from the website i saw this Booked, and from like reading it, this takes two play two years after the Shadow Bones trilogy. I know that's like the forefront of the show, so I will be curious of how that factors into the season. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out how they're gonna factor Six of Crows into it, just because they're two different timelines. Like it's the same world, but different timelines and different characters, right? Yeah, I so I know like Nina mentioned being in the Second Army and like tr- um being shipped off when that, that during that war to that place. Like, I think Nina will be in it, because that's, like, kind of where Shadow and Bones takes place. Okay. So I feel like Na- Nina's, like, earlier timeline will be easy to fit in. I feel like it'll just be, like, their, their flashbacks, like, the backstories. 
Mm. I did hear that like Wyland's not in this season, which makes sense because it's known that he didn't really pop around Ketter Dam and like the barrel. Is it the well, barrel? Wyland's not even really in this book. <laughs> it's not. It's never told in his perspective. Like it's literally supposed to be about these six people, and it's told from five of their perspectives, and Wyland's just left out. So I was like, uh, I don't know why the author chose to do that, but I felt like that made Wyland just like a very, very secondary character, even though he's one of the main six. Yeah, they really banged on this whole six thing, and he was just like this, yeah, side character. But I think I was like told that he really like didn't come around until recently, so I don't. He's not in season one. I know that, but mm. yeah, and also like I see this goat on Instagram. I don't really know where the goat factors in because I've read both series now, and I, there was no goat goat in either book. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read the first trilogy, but I can confirm there was no goat in Six of Crows. <laughs> Whenever they were in the jail, and they were like. Wasn't there a point where they were near wildlife in the jail? Yeah. I was like, okay, this is where the goat's going to come in. They're going to they're gonna steal the goat and take it home. <laughs> and that just never happened. I was so sad. <laughs> yeah, no, there was, there was definitely no goat. Was there someone's perspective you didn't want to read? Like, whenever it skipped to them, you were like, uh. I kind of just wanted it to be told from the four main people, like, Inej, uh, Matthias, Nina, and Kaz. Not that I didn't like Jasper. Jasper was fine, but I didn't think his perspective was necessary to the flow of the book. Not when you had Inej and Nina, who were obviously like my main focus, and then their love interest, Kaz and Matthias. Yeah, I do love me some Kaz. You liked him. I did. I never got on board with him. I love me a broody boy. I thought I'd like him because of how broken he was, but he's kind of vicious. And I, like, when he carved out the guy's eye, I just, that was a real turnoff, and it never turned back around for me. He <laughs> did it for Inej, though. Ugh. I mean, but as, as everyone said, if Inej had been there, she would have pleaded for mercy. So it's like, yes, he did it for her but that's not what she would have wanted I don't know it just rubbed me the wrong way for some reason I don't know if you said to me there's like this woman who quotes poetry on Instagram and she did this like poem about loving the villain Mm -hmm. and it had this line about like she like he tears the world down like for her and I just feel like that embodies Kaz completely no I like him a lot I I'm I'm I do want to see, I want to read book two. I feel like I have to now, like I'm invested. I, did you like the way it ended? I mean, it ended to where you are you have to either read the second book or just not care what happened, basically. So I, I'm not dull about this book. I think I'm mad about this book, about being misled. <laughs> like, I was really excited to read it. I feel like it just made me anxious. Like I just didn't like the quest. I feel like greed makes people ugly sometimes yeah and i just feel like do they really need the 20 million dollars like i know they like it would probably save them all from their slavery basically but like kaz didn't really need that much money jasper like, is just gonna gamble it away yeah like inez i feel like she needed it so she can go home nina needed it for math matthias 
Matthias is in jail, so like those three needed it. Wyland didn't really need it. For Daddy boy. Jasper probably could find another way to pay back his debts. And Kaz, I I don't think he he owed anybody anything. It was more about getting revenge or stuff like that. I really I don't know why Kaz. I know I think it was about greed for Kaz because I don't think he knew the other guy. Was it Peril Haskins? <laughs> Red Baskins, <laughs> Red Robin. I don't know what his name is. The guy who killed basically Jordy. That he's trying to get, he's trying to avenge Jordy and kill this guy or something. I don't know. I don't think he knew that the guy was gonna be like there. Like but I feel I like think... it, it fueled everything though, because I feel like he's like, oh, I have these four million, and then like I can be unstoppable. And, like, I can I take down this guy. I feel like in the back of his mind, it was, like, his whole life has been to avenge Jordy. When I feel like Jordy would probably just, like, would rather him just, like, live. <laughs> yeah, like, just go on and be happy. Like, you've made something of yourself. Just be happy with it. I do hope, after they get this money, that, like, him and Inez just, like, sail around the world happy. The thing you said about him tearing down the world for Inez, I don't actually agree with. I think he's tearing down the world for Jordy. But, like... I think if he had to choose, Inej isn't the one he chooses right now. He chooses Jordy, who's dead. I don't agree with that. Really? Yeah, even when they were, like, leaving the ice hotel and he didn't know where she was, like, he was like, I'm going in there and getting her, like, he was, like, just, or whenever he was drowning, he's like, I need to get to Inej. Like, it was, like, his dying thoughts weren't of Jody. it was, like, of Inej, and was like, I need to make sure she's out of here and safe and alive. Yeah, but he also made her climb up the incinerator and nearly die, <laughs> all for his greed, but whatever. I mean, I It was know, for I her to free her like enslavement! <laughs> I just, I think that's why I didn't like him, though. I just don't think he puts her first. I think he puts his greed first. Whether his greed is driven by Jordy or whatever, I don't think he put Inej first in this book. And I think that's why I don't like him. I don't understand how you like Matthias. Like, he, like, the entire book was, like, plotting to kill Nina. Like, I don't understand how you think that's love. It was, but no, in the end, he chose her over everything else. He, he, he let the guy that raised him and took him in and be a father figure to him, he betrayed him. He betrayed his entire country. He betrayed his morals and who he was for Nina. Like, he loved her more than everything. But and it's just that, like, deep, passionate, guttural love. But prior uh, to you reading that part, you were texting me that you loved him. I did. I loved <laughs> Well, no, I didn't love him. I loved him and Nina's relationship. Like, when he banter. was plotting her death. <laughs> Like, but she was so... also okay okay all right hold hold your horses one of the quotes i i marked down which i didn't put in our google doc was when nina i don't remember i think this chapter is told from nina's perspective but when they first met and then they were roaming that uh land together after their shipwrecked and they're having to like survive together and then she nearly falls and dies like the ice breaks beneath her and she nearly falls and dies and he gets her back up she says to him i was afraid you were gonna let me go and he said i thought about it just for a second and then nina huffed out a laugh and said it's okay i would have thought about it too it's like it just shows how like-minded they are like they both hate each other they were born to hate each other they were born to be enemies and even still they're just they love each other they can't they don't let their biases get in the way like they both hate each other and that hate turns to love I love it. Those tropes just don't do it for me. I love a good hate to love, but that was like almost a vicious hate to love. Like they legit were plotting each other's death. 
I'm fine with you guys being like arch nemesis to a point. But whenever the whole jail thing where he like threw her in jail, like I truly believe that he was locking her up. Like that's how much I thought he hated her. That I truly believe that he wasn't. I thought he was like double. Like, I thought he was like going against the drag, the dregs, and going to lock Nina up because that's how much I believe that he despised her. The only thing I was worried about with that situation was that he didn't tell Nina ahead of time that he would what he was doing. And so he was going to come in the prison to free her and then she was going to like attack him and try and kill him. And I was like, no, but Nina, he's on your side. But yeah, no, we, we definitely disagree on their relationship and who's the stars of these this book. I definitely thought Nina and Matthias stole the show for me. I do like the Shadow and Bone trilogy in the sense of how they value Grisha. I hated in this book how Grisha was viewed as slaves and they were like captured and used this drug against their will and like it was basically just killing all of them. Whereas in like the Shadow and Bone trilogy they were just like warriors in war like they were training for war. It was just like they were valued in that trilogy and I just liked that much better. I didn't like the whole drug aspect. It made me just nervous like because it's different than the drugs in real life, if people do cocaine or something like that, they're not going to die instantly from one dose. Whereas, yeah. like, these people were literally, like, like it, it was killing Nina. Is she going to live? Do we know? Yeah. I did not see Jasper being Grisha, like, at all. Oh, yeah. That, that definitely wasn't hinted at until it was told. Yeah. It was very, like, secret. No, this, this book had so many twists and turns, though. Like, I feel like every chapter was just, like, something new that I just did not see coming. It's only an anxious-induced book. I would never go on a quest like this, no. even if it was for pretend. I, you can you can count me out. Yeah, no. Like I'll do a scavenger hunt, but nothing this intense. <laughs> <laughs> it made me very anxious just reading it. So, no, yeah, I and you couldn't even skip to the back of the book to find out because, like, the back of the book was just like. Because uh, I tried. I tried to go to the back of the book to make sure everyone <laughs> lived. And it didn't tell me what was happening. Like, it was just like you had to read the in, like, you had to read the whole ice chapters because you had to know what was going on. <laughs> yeah, no, if you skip to the back of the book, oh, the ship blows up. Nina and Waylon are dead. Nope, just kidding. They were actually already stowed away somewhere else, so they're alive. Oh, but now Inez just got, like, you couldn't skip to the end. It would, it would be impossible to follow. <laughs> Yeah, so no idea. So yeah, I read the whole book and it was a long book. It was longer than I thought it was going to be. It was, yeah, I thought it was only 400 pages. It was 460. And I think it took me longer to read. I don't know. I'm looking. The words on the page don't seem that small, but it definitely felt like it took a while to read. Probably because you weren't like in it. We read Crescent City so fast. Mm -hmm. It was like 800 pages. Um, I could not put that book down. It was so good. I just do you so did you like the writing at least so that was another thing that I was I actually added to my list of questions I don't mind books being told from different perspectives and this was obviously told from five different perspectives and that's fine but something I look for when it's told from different perspectives is I look for a shift in voice like I want Nina's chapter to be written as if Nina was the one you know saying it and I want Jasper to be Jasper so like I imagine his would be less grammatically fluent and like more I don't know just how I imagine Jasper Kaz's would be super you know like dark and broody and well thought out I didn't see a shift in voice in the chapters if you took off the 
the person's name at the start of every chapter, I couldn't have told you who the chapter was written about because the voice for me didn't shift. So I didn't like that. I, I've seen a shift. I've seen authors able to shift the voice. And I just didn't think this author captured that. From what I recall, the trilogy was only written in Alina's point of view, if you wanted to read that trilogy. I think I'd like the Shadow of Bones trilogy better, actually, based on the trailer for the uh, the Netflix show. The trailer for the Netflix show looked so good. It kind of made me want to read Shadow of Bones. I actually did. I did like it better. I, I, I thought I would like this one better, and I liked the Shadow of Bones trilogy better. I read it in like a two-day period. Like It was really fast read. Mm-hmm. Um, I I struggle reading multiple perspectives because I take breaks after certain people. Normally, like when I read, I read like I don't put my I don't pick up my phone. Like I just I'm, I'm like I'm in the book. I'm in the zone. And when it does multiple perspectives, sometimes it just like I it it messes up my flow of it, and yeah. I take more breaks. Say if you don't like someone's perspective, it then like makes you less excited to read. You asked me that. Was there anyone's perspective you didn't like? Probably Matthias. I didn't like mm. him. Yeah. I just don't like the the North people. The what is it? What's the F country? Fjordan or something. <laughs> these these words I struggle pronouncing. I just don't like the country at all. Like I hate how he was part of that like army just to kill Grisha. Like I just it just makes me mad, and I just can't get over that. Like he was just like very ignorant. Until the even even when he told Nina, he's like, "Did you ever think you maybe you shouldn't exist?" Like that was awful. I agree, it was awful, and I agree, it was ignorant. But when you got to the end, did you get the message out of him telling Nina, "We're all the monster to someone else"? So like the Grisha were the monster to the Fjordans or whatever they were called, and the Fjordans were the monster to the Grisha. And as long as someone is the monster in your story, you're always going to be at war with them. So it's like, I, I get what you're saying about not liking Matthias. If I'm being honest, I didn't really like him either. I I don't really love the type guy who follows all the rules and can't think for himself. Like, yeah, no, that's not attractive. Think for yourself. But at the same time, Nina also hated them for no reason except, I mean, I mean, obviously she had her reasons. They're murdering Grisha, but they hated the Grisha because the Grisha were murdering them. So it's like both sides were wrong. Did you like the constant back and forth of like their backstories? That was fine. I mean, I never really liked shifts like that, but it was helpful to learn about at least Kaz and Inej's background and maybe Nina's. I don't, I don't know how much we learned about Jesper, but I didn't really care about like Jesper. Like he was what was funny is like I like Jesper a lot. I just think he's a great side character. I don't think he needs to be given his own chapters or anything. Uh, but I did like learning about Inej and Kaz's backgrounds. Yeah, I just really like Inej. I'm team her. She's like just like this little. I for the longest time thought she was legitimate, like a, a wraith. Like I didn't realize that was just like a nickname. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Because we're in this world where people have these powers, and you're just like, oh okay, like she's wraith. Like we have these. <laughs> and maybe I'm just reading too many fantasy books where they have all these different like genres of different genres different types of like fantasy people in each book so i was like oh like that's just something new and then i they realized it was just a, a code 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I I thought Inez would be my favorite based on everything I saw, knew about the series. I was like, okay, Inez is total badass. Like, this small little person who can disappear into the shadows, climb up things, whatever. I was, like, super excited. And I did like her. Just for me personally, I liked Nina better. But Inez, I, I liked, I mean, I liked Inej. I liked her backstory. I liked that she found her purpose. I was interested in her throughout the entire book. So, like, learning about her past was really important to me. I liked her and Nina's chapters the best. And I liked Kaz's yeah. chapters the best. Like, I really could just do with the three of them. Yeah, no, I agree. They were they were the three most interesting chapters. I just don't know what it is about this book. I just don't think it gets me jazzed. <laughs> it's like, I didn't hate the book. I just didn't love it. And I love the fan art for it. I do, too. I feel like this book is all hype. Like, I feel like people who read it love it because of the fan art and because everyone loves it. But, like, like, what do you really love about it? Because I can't tell you what happened, actually, anymore. <laughs> I know. I, there, there's there's five different perspectives. There's six main characters. There's all these backstories, these timelines. You have to learn all these characters. And that's great, and that's fine, but it's a little overwhelming. And I forgot what the plot of the book is, except they're trying to break out a scientist from prison. And that's all I know. And so I feel like that's why I grasped onto Nina and Matthias' story, because, like, Okay, I liked them the best. I'll just focus on them. I can recall details about them. I can't recall details about anything else. <laughs> and I feel like they have, like, the least backstory. They had more of, like, they had this backstory of, like, their chime together. But it wasn't, like, Kaz that flipped back to, like, maybe a year ago. And then he flipped back to ten years ago. Like, he was, like, all over the place. Whereas, like, Nina pretty much just went back to, like, that one period time. That was, yeah. like, them traveling. So I feel like their backstory was, like, less confusing. Their backstory uh, was literally just to show that they hated each other, they kind of fell in love, and then she betrayed them, and here they are now. And it was very chronological. And Kaz's was Kaz's was hard to read. Like, his backstory sucks. His life sucked. His yeah. brother, like, Kaz blamed his brother, like... Kaz, I thought whenever, like, Kaz blamed that guy for killing his brother, I thought, like, he maybe just shot him, like, point blank yeah. shot him. Like, it, in theory, like, it really wasn't completely that guy's fault. Like, Jody, sh- like, shouldn't have invested that much. Like, the guy was like, you shouldn't do this. And Goody's like, no, I want to. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was really wrong with the guy. Like, I'm not supporting the guy at all. But, like, it wasn't 100% that guy's fault. Yeah, and I feel like Kaz really went off the deep end after that. Like, took it took it very personal. Like, I get it. Like, your brother made a bad investment and it was a scam and you woke up surrounded by all these dead bodies. Like, I get it. That's very traumatizing. But maybe now that you're the leader of this gang, you just focus on helping out other young boys who might be taken by a scam and don't just, I don't know. Like, he's just so focused on revenge. Yeah, he's just really trying to get back at him. I... I hope he lets go of this. I hope he finds peace. Yeah. Maybe he'll open up to Inej and just tell her what happened, and then she helps him find peace. I did like the quote where she was like, I will have you without armor, or I will not have you at all. Yeah. She was like, I deserve better, and she demanded better, and I hope she gets it. Yeah. I think Inej will be his peace. I think it's more a matter of whether she can accept him back. Wait, this was another quote I marked down that was so profound to me. I just, 
loved it about Inej and Kaz. It's when, so they're actually touching, and it says, His eyes were nearly black, the pupils dilated. She could see it took every last bit of his terrible will for him to remain still beneath her touch. And yet he did not pull away. She knew it was the best he could offer. It was not enough. I, that to me, was so good. Like, she knew he was doing the best he could and offering as much of himself as he could. And even still, she was like, it's just, it's not enough. Like, that that's not enough for her. She can't just have someone who's so broken. She needs him to be made whole. And she's not willing to be the thing that makes him whole. He needs to be made whole on his own and then come to her. I just, I thought it was so profound. And, like, I did like that Inej is so strong and not so tempted to fall for this guy who is clearly very broken and has some problems. <laughs> no, I think she's badass. She was like, no, I, you need to fix yourself and then we're together. There was a, I think there's a, I think there's a line, I don't really remember the exact line, but she said that she would wait for him though to put himself yeah. together. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, and I'm here for that. Like you wait for him, put himself together. He needs to go to the therapy. They all need therapy. Actually. <laughs> all of these characters need extreme therapy. <laughs> Probably both of us do too, but that's fine. (laughs) But Kaz definitely needs some therapy. I mean, he woke up in a pile of dead bodies. I can see where some therapy is needed. Whenever she got his gloves and gave them back to him, I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Kaz. I like how broken he is. I just, he was too vicious for me. I couldn't, I can't be attracted to someone who's that vicious, I guess. The pulling the eyeball out was a lot. But... That was so hard to read. <laughs> it was the guy who stabbed a Nez. He probably should just, I probably would have preferred him stabbing the other guy in the heart. Like, he probably yeah. could have just done that real quick, would have done the job, fine. But, you know, that just wasn't his style. He was, like, the gang leader. I don't yeah. think gang leaders are known for their niceness. I didn't uh, understand this question you had. Did you think the first chapter could have been told not from a random per- Wait, was it told from a random I person? Did, so, the first chapter was written by some random guard, and he dies. And I oh, really? just felt like it... It threw me off because I'm like, here taking notes. Like, I want to write down every character and I write this guy's name down and then he just dies. <laughs> but I guess oh the whole gosh. point of it was to show us what the drug does. Like, we had this long chapter of this guy who had this big crush on this Grisha and he could barely grow a mustache and everyone makes fun of him and then he just dies. <laughs> like, I was, was kind of really. Backstory. <laughs> I was super invested in Juice and Anya's love story. Wait, I didn't even realize that, like, we, okay, I'm so confused now. Because when I started this, I read the first chapter, and then I read a few pages of the second chapter. And then I didn't read for a couple days. But when I first started it, I was like, oh, my gosh, Juice has to save Anya. He's got to win her back. He's got to tell her how he feels. I didn't even realize that. We just their story and they both died like oh <laughs> there is no so more story <laughs> i just feel like that wasn't needed <laughs> yeah that was a, i did like the first chapter the first chapter pulled me in because i was like okay because uh, you know i didn't read the first the trilogy so like this taught me that grisha have power this taught me there are different types of grisha and it also like brought in the thing about the drugs the 
para and whatever it was. So like the first chapter was very insightful for me, but I agree that it was weird that we, it was almost like it was going to be part of the story and then it never was. Everyone just died from that chapter. <laughs> this drug wasn't in the Shadow on Bones trilogy. Mm. This, this is a new drug that enters the scene. So another reason why I liked it, because I really hate this drug. Yeah. I, I didn't realize drugs were such a part of book literature. And then we read Crescent City, and there was the whole thing about drugs. And then we read this. And I feel like we read another one. Or maybe I just read another one where drugs are a prominent component of the book. I didn't know that was uh, such a popular part of fiction. Adult fantasy, man. We've been reading too much Young A. Uh, apparently, Bella yeah. and Edward didn't drink or do drugs once. <laughs> Bella was barely touch. a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will never get over <laughs> the fact that I love Twilight so much. We've grown up a lot since then. There's another book recently that... Oh, it, it was the last one where she was drugged. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not really into drug fiction, writing about these drugs. I just, I don't really get it. It's not my thing. But if other people enjoy it, I guess if it sells, it sells. I'm not, like, against it. And, like, actually in Throne of Glass and Crescent City, I didn't think it, like, I think it helped the story. I just don't like it in this context where it's, like, just killing anybody who touches it. I don't get why shoe how it got out because if like the shoe guy was like creating it to help his son hide his powers then how did it get out into the public you know uh i don't think that was explained very well because that just confuses me like if you have a drug that's gonna kill you and your people why would you share it with the world just destroy it destroy it from your mind Maybe it was greed. Maybe he sold it for money and just didn't think about the consequences. This did show that greed is a very ugly thing. This yeah. Book. I feel like that was a theme because everything was like, like not everything, but most things are ruled in this book by greed. And I felt bad at the end of the book when they were like, didn't get their money. Like they went through all that trouble for nothing. The ending was definitely a disappointment. I thought it was exciting when Cat. Just kidding, no one's on the boat that you blew up. Ha ha, I bested you. And then then they still got bested anyway. I was like, okay, that was kind of a letdown. Like, <laughs> I think you could have let them win this one, but I guess not. I am curious of what Kaz's plan is with that, like, guy with a P. Yeah. Um, with that last Pekka, chapter. Pekka Rollins, that's his name. <laughs> just came to me. Sometimes I don't say names when I read books. Like, I know the character, but, like, I just don't say the name, so I never pronounce him right. I don't know if that's, like, a me thing. No, I was getting all the drug lords, not drug lords, gang lords. Like, there was there was Vanek, Pekka Rollins, and H- Haskin, or something like that. And I, they were all the same person to me. <laughs> Anytime one was mentioned, it was just all of them. I didn't keep them separate. <laughs> Wait, so are they, all the drug lords start with Pekka? N- no, or do they? I don't know. There was there was Vanek, Pekka Rollins, and something Haskin, right? Wasn't the leader of the dregs something Haskin? I thought it was something P. 
Haskins. The only reason I thought maybe it was Pekka as well. It might have been Pekka Haskins. Because all the merchants were all like merchant this, merchant that, or whatever they yeah. called them. It might have been. That might be why I just mushed them all together. I don't know. Yeah, the names. I don't. I don't really read the names. Like I know who's who, but like I don't waste time and be like, okay, this is this drug lord and this is that drug lord. Um, I think if a book is gonna be this intricate and confusing they should keep the names familiar (laughs) like familiar to my language because i cannot follow the intricacies of this story and keep all these weird named people separate (laughs) and they had different languages like you know it's always like he was always like, oh, he says in the common tongue. Oh, he said this. And, like, they're all like, told in English in our way. But, like, yeah, it, it was just a lot. I do think yeah. I would like this book better if I read it in high school. I think so, too. This seems like the type of book I'd read in high school. Because in high school, I read way more action-packed books and less romance. And I, I was, like, you know, I read the Percy Jackson series, the Pendragon series, and I'm realizing now that most of the series I read in middle school and high school were actually told from guys' perspectives. And the first book I read from a girl's perspective was The Hunger Games. And now I mostly read books from girls' perspectives, but that was not the case in high school, which I think is really interesting. That is interesting. I don't think I've read a book in like a strictly guy's perspective since Harry Potter. Really? Like in some like in Crescent City, we got like it was like that weird third person thing, and it was like a duel of Hunt and um, yeah Bryce, and that's kind of how she wrote uh Silver Flames as well. But like a lot of the books I do read are like either written in like dual pers like perspectives, or it's like back and forth, or yeah, like just in girls' perspective. I did mm. read the whole, I did read the 52 of Grey series, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> honestly, no, no shame. It was, it was like a guilty pleasure book as well. I honestly categorize that with Twilight. <laughs> um, but she did write one of the books in his point of view. And I tried reading Twilight in Edward's point of view, and I didn't finish it because it was like Edward, it was like this, it was the time frame of Twilight, but Edward's brain works in like three times the speed as Bella's. And we just got all that inner monologue going like three times the speed. And I'm just like, every like minute was just like, like so many pages. And I was like, I just can't do this. I just can't live in Edward's head. Like, I don't want to. Um, but yeah, I, I really don't read a lot of point of view books from boys. Wait, King of Scars has a really pretty cover. Yeah, I got a paperback. I got all of them paperback, and it's it looks really pretty. But wait, it's gonna be a series. The second one, the second one already came out. Oh, and Ooh, that was cool. like said the last one of this like this whole set. Oh, that'd be good. So like it was a trilogy, then two duologies, and they're all like the trilogy is before. So it's trilogy, and then it's two years after, then it's this one, it's duology, and then two years after, and then it's the other duology. And she just wrote the last one. So I have to wait, because the whole Wolves book is only out in hardback, and I have them all in paperback, so I'm going to have to wait. Wait, this is good news. Six of Crows, this is only a duology? Yeah. Oh, okay, then I'll read the second one for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's only a duology. I wasn't, I wasn't sure I could take two more books of in this series just because it's so action-packed and like but i do want to see the conclusion story 
I'll do, do, I will me, do you want me to tell that. you the last chapter of Kirk Kingdom? <laughs> yeah, what happens? <laughs> um, That's like the ending they need. I know. I, we gotta cut this part out because it totally just ruined the second book. Oh, he also bought her a boat. Aww. Now see that supportive boyfriend I can get behind. <laughs> Stop cutting people's eyeballs out and buy your girlfriend a boat. <laughs> Uh, I just, I really, really liked Kaz and him. They were just like the they like loved each other from afar for so long. I think part of why I don't like him, this is so vain, but I don't like the look of the guy who plays him in the show, which I haven't seen the show, but just the stills of Kaz's character, I just don't like him. I didn't like, I don't like the who they casted for him. I feel like they should have casted someone who was just like more um like darker more italian looking yeah i thought the casting for him was wrong i picture yeah i picture like someone who's like in like the mob like the mob like who's italian and like dark hair like dark like really dark and i just feel like that wasn't it casted also these people are like really young to do all this stuff in the world like for him to be a gang leader at 19 I agree. I don't know what my problem is because when I was in high school and there was a 16-year-old heroine, I was like, you go, girl. And now I'm like, that is just so unfreaking Now that I'm older and wiser, it's just not realistic. And I, I can't get behind a 19-year-old being the leader of a gang world. Like, he's the best in the biz. In my mind, that would make him an experienced, mature man or middle-aged man. <laughs> I picture him being at least 25. Yeah, it's kind of weird how young they are. Okay, what is your final rating for this book? 3.2. I feel like it's probably one of your lower ratings. I just didn't like it. It was fine, but I didn't love it. I give it a 3.8. So it's an average of oh, a 3. Point... I don't math, 3.5. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, uh, 3.4, 3.5? Something around there? Yeah, I mean, I I didn't hate it. I didn't, I couldn't, it wasn't one of those books that I couldn't put down. Yeah, same. I definitely read the trilogy faster, I think, than than this one completely. Next book we're reading is Good Girl, Bad Blood, I believe. We're going back to our, like, non-fantasy world. We're going into, back to our, like, I guess you would say mystery, thriller, young adult. Yeah. Because we already read the first book in season one, so we're reading the second book in season two. And they will read the third book in season three. But thanks for listening. This is Kayla. And Marissa. Have a good night. And make sure to follow us at Book Talks Podcast on Instagram.